0: You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now here's your host, Jim Oliver. Before we jump into today's show, we have some exciting news to share with you. Our brand new online community platform is now live. Get access to free on-demand, in-depth training courses on topics like infinite banking, cryptocurrency, real estate investing, and much more. Just go to community.createTailwind.com. That's community.createTailwind.com or check out the show notes of this episode to find the direct link to request to join the community. Now, on to the show. Welcome back,
1: Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today is Fouad Bazi. Did I do a good job, Fouad? You did a great job, actually. Okay, that's good. All right, so Fouad, tell me a little bit about what you're doing your background I think you have something cool and unique to share with
2: the audience today so I'm excited to get going here thank you uh yeah live in Detroit Michigan uh running a short-term rental business um accidentally fell into this thing about 11 months ago it was supposed to be real estate investment that 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 turned into this uh this thing that I'm Trying to figure out what it is now, but uh, but it's awesome. And uh, 21 year banker, finance grad, uh, got a master's in, in business administration. And uh, 2019, you know, my wife, my wife's an attorney; she has her own law firm. So as that really started to gain traction and, ta- and, and take away, um, I realized that I could step away from the corporate grind and kind of get a little bit more entrepreneurial uh, myself and invest and all of that. So here we are, and uh, yeah, it's us go time. That's
1: cool. I mean, I, I love that. I'm, I'm very interested in short-term rental. I sometimes think I live in Southwest Florida and I think this has got to be a great place for short-term rental, but then stuff, you know, we're kind of at the top of the market where we were until hurricane Ian happened. And now I think, <laughs> I don't know where the market is right now, but, uh, uh, so let's talk about, what by the way, what kind of, uh, law lot does your wife practice or,
2: or do they have different attorneys for, and do all kinds of different stuff yeah. at the, yeah, they do. They they do they they do several things. She specializes in personal injury, mm. uh, but they've got a couple other arms that you know. She's got a couple partners that that each run up, um, kind of head up their their space as well. Sweet, that's awesome. But but I'll tell you what what's really inspiring about them is, um, and and my wife is where I draw a lot of my own inspiration from too. And I always want to make sure that I give her credit because. There's no way I can maximize myself without her, and there's no way she can maximize herself without me. I think it, I think that's really important, and it's part of my core value is having your partner and your spouse that you guys are tag team, and it's not just like, you know, I think the biggest mistake people make is they separate, and it's like, no, 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 you guys are on the same team. You guys have the same goals, same checklist, and you guys got to accomplish all these things together, right? So uh, they're more entrepreneurs than they are attorneys, which is really, really neat to watch, um, and so that's where I get a, a lot of my inspiration, too. That's cool. What's your wife's name? So we can give her proper credit here. Yeah, man. It's Dunya. It's D E W N Y A, Dunya. And le- we're Lebanese, and that means the whole world. So awesome. And she is my awesome. whole world. Yeah. I have, uh, um, I have a friend, uh, Dr.
1: Jarman Khani, who's Lebanese in uh, Iowa. He's a uh, pulmonary radiologist or an intravenous. I don't know. He does like, you know, he'll put a stent. Some place where they can't get to by by surgery. I can't remember exactly what his practice is, but that's cool. He always talks about yeah. he loves Lebanese food. And uh, so he tells me about it. He tells me a lot about it. He never brought me any. So I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> uh, so that's cool. And, and, you know, I totally agree with you. Um, I always think of, you know, your partner as kind of like, and I, I relate things to football. So you know, if if Tom Brady throws a perfect pass right at somebody's face and the ball bounces off their helmet, right, he can do one of two things. He can come over there and, like, chew them out because they dropped the ball that was perfectly thrown, or he can come right back to them the next time or, you know, slap them on the butt and go, like, hey, I got you this next time. The ball's coming to you. And they make a great catch. It's not a great throw. It's kind of how you have to be with your spouse is, you know, we're on the same team. So we're not blaming, and I'm going to throw the, a perfect pass every once in a while, and I'm going to throw some really bad ones. So when you can catch
2: the bad ones, if that analogy makes sense. Uh, it does. I, I saw Alex Rodriguez speak a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. I'll tell you what, man, one of the things that stood out of that whole speech is, you know, everybody knows A-Rod as the, you know, what number one, number five all-time on home runs, or number one, I forgot what the statistic was. Yeah. number f- He's number five all-time on home runs. And nobody talks about it, but he's actually number one all time in strikeouts. Right. I mean, with the history of baseball, nobody has yeah. struck out more than Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. And in order for him to achieve number five in home runs all time, he had to strike out more than anybody, too. Right. And uh, hey, you got to keep swinging. You know, what's funny is
1: that, what that's that, that same point. Um, and this probably shows my age. And, and obviously I watched A Rod play a lot and uh, I love baseball. Um, And I love anybody that does anything with excellence, which he did obviously. Um, So I I, I don't care what team somebody's on so much as like just watching that excellence. But the analogy when I was in my twenties was Babe Ruth. So that tells you how far we've come that Babe Ruth was number one at the time in home runs and number one in strikeouts again at the time. So you're right, you gotta swing the bat. And I just had this conversation with a business partner and we had two businesses that were kind of, you know, they're just not going and growing the way that we want them to. And I said, okay, so we have a choice, right? We keep on swinging the bat or we get somebody else that wants to swing the bat. We just sell it. We just, you know, um, cause you can't go out and do 10 deals and expect all of them to be home yeah. runs. Right. right. It, and that's why you got to do a lot of different things. So You know, if somebody's out there and they are investing in multifamily or they're investing in storage or mobile home parks or whatever it is, you should learn about the opportunities in short-term rental too. Maybe it's for you, maybe it's not, but you should educate yourself. So like, how did you educate yourself and and how would you recommend uh, somebody in the audience that says, hey, I know nothing about short-term rentals other than Airbnb, VRBO, whatever I've heard of, and I don't even know how that works.
2: So it's, it's, you know, I'll tell you, there's there's three three components that kind of drove me to start this. When we had our first son, our our kids are eight, six, and three. So when we had our first son, Ahmad, um, he was four months old. We travel and, you know, Babies, the, you, you're lucky when you get them to sleep, right? Yeah. So we get him in the car seat, he's asleep, and we get back to the hotel room, and we realize, oh crap, we we can't even have a conversation because he's literally sitting right there in his car seat. And we have to whisper, and you know, got to be all quiet, and can't can't brush our teeth, can't you know? So it was it was real quick epiphany that we're not traveling like this anymore. We're just using Airbnb or you know renting homes or at least double bedroom kind of stuff when we could. And so we started traveling that way, been doing it for eight years. And we, re- we learned real quickly what we love, what we don't love about these places. And the difference between kind of like the three-star and the five-star experiences, it's not mm. that much. It's not hard. And so, you know, I was always a little bit intrigued by that. My background in banking, I was always on the customer experience side. I was always in business development and consulting. And so, you know, kind of kind of merging kind of all of this excitement about these things. Um, I always kind of knew I wanted to get into short-term rental. When I left corporate in 19, um, I bought a couple long-term rentals, and I learned real quick, I was a real bad landlord. And by that, I mean, um, I was a guy that would get the phone call from my tenant who can't afford payment anymore because they're getting a divorce and they've got kids. And I'll tell you, on my watch, no kid is getting kicked out of a house forcefully. It's just not happening, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I'm costing myself money, I'm costing my kids money because this is supposed to be an investment for me. And I'm letting these guys stay for six more months. So as soon as I got that tenant out of there, I sold my my long-term rentals. And and then concurrently with all of this, my daughter, who's now three, she's one at the time, we find out she's allergic severely to tree nuts. Mm. And we live in Detroit and the best food allergist in the world is in Long Beach, California. So we get her into this program and we find out that Custom to her blood work, her plan would be a four-year plan where we've got to be there every two to two and a half months. I'm a math guy, I'm a finance guy, like I said, and I started kind of doing my my math. And if you've ever stayed anywhere in California, you know it's it's not cheap. And so right. whether we're going for to rent a house or a hotel room, I started doing the math over this many visits. It's going to cost us somewhere between forty and fifty k over the next four years. Said, you know what, this is a perfect opportunity. Let's buy a house in Huntington Beach, put it on Airbnb. And I'll just, you know, we'll use it when we need it. So fell into this mastermind, this real estate mastermind, which is a completely different topic, but we should talk about masterminds. Um, and 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 I went in there and it was an expensive, you know, people, people are like, you're paying how much? $25,000 for a year to be part of this real estate investor group, that's crazy. Why didn't you just go YouTube a bunch of video? And uh-huh. I paid for the proximity to be in the room with all these people. And I walk in the very first speaker in that room was about short-term rentals. And I walk, I could have got my, I could have left right then and there, not done anything for the next year and known I'm all in on short-term rentals and I'm I'm launching a business. So within three weeks, we had a we had one under contract in Huntington Beach. We had two under contract in Scottsdale. And here we are now, we've got five in Scottsdale, the one in Huntington Beach, and we're getting ready to open up three more markets. Um, and I'm doing that, you know, obviously, I, I say that, you know, like, it's so easy, it's it's not. And I, I certainly don't have the liquid funds myself to to scale as fast as I am. And I'm using other people's money and real estate, that's just called OPM. So I bring in capital partners and equity partners. And and that's how we're launching.
1: So, you know, that, and, and I think that that's, that's really important, because, you you know, your education path is important. There might be somebody out there, um uh, you know we've had a lot of people that have different real estate models we've um we've done some series with Logan Rankin the guy 5 years ago had less than a million dollars of real estate now he has almost 500 million or he might be over 500 million forgive me logan if uh, my numbers low and <laughs> and he has and it's all within 75 miles of Appleton Wisconsin cuz that's his hometown right and but he dominates like how to turn over you know, he can he can he can remodel a place there with his crews in 72 hours like floors, cabinets uh and and he has all of this stuff he does it exactly the same way and 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 it's it's just impressive it's amazing, right but think about that five years ago so you're talking about all the way how far you've come in a very short period of time and 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 so people out there sometimes what they do is they think, I don't have the time for that. Or I don't know what mastermind I would, I would join, or I don't have 25 grand, whatever their excuses. And and again, I'm not saying it's not valid. I don't mean that your excuses are, you know, that that they're bad. It's just, that's where people are right there right now. And you got to meet people where they are. And so I'm coming all the way around back to one of the ways to learn how to do something is to partner with somebody that's doing it Mm -hmm. and do it in a passive way, but you're going to learn as you go. And you can ask questions and you get reports and you can see, Hey, we're doing this property. Why, why'd you choose that property? You know, things like that. Or how'd you find that property in, in over a very short period of time by partnering with somebody, you can start your education, right? You partnered mm-hmm. with somebody kind of, they shared with you some concepts and principles, and then you took that and ran with it. And, and that's really how you break away from, wealth but somebody wanted to tell tell us how you work with those people that uh, you know the other that have money that they want to put in motion yep. and uh so just tell us a little bit about that yeah
2: absolutely so you know what i found you know most passive income opportunities are things where you can get into for a year two year three year and you get your guaranteed eight nine ten percent you know returns maybe up to twelve percent just things that basically hedge against inflation right and have kind of slow but predictable long-term growth what i what, what i really enjoy doing i enjoy winning with other people and so i bring people in as equity partners and their equity partners long term even after they've recouped their investment so my partners bring the down payment to a deal i furnish the home We're 50 50 on the asset and you know our operating agreement spells out all kinds of milestones that have to be set in place and met uh prior to me just you know hey mr investor you know bring the down payment sign on the closing and then tomorrow I can sell the house take my 50% run that that's not how it works i mean we've got we we're, we protect our investors very well in our agreements so we do that uh, we're 50-50 on the home investor returns 80% of the profit of the rental income until they're completely recouped once they're recouped, we flip where I'm 65% of the profit moving forward and the investors 35% of the profit. But again, that's just off the rental income, the asset, the home itself. We're 50-50 on that. So if we if it appreciates, we pay down some equity, we've got some good margin in there and we want to sell that and capitalize, we're 50-50 on the proceeds of that once every, once whatever lien is, is paid off.
1: And are and they're passive. I mean, you're handling
2: all of the rentals on, yeah. and everything, repairs, anything got, that might come up. I've got up. a great, I've got a really nice automated system. I've got a team in the Philippines. I used to call them virtual assistants, but I've really gotten away from using that phrase because these these, these colleagues are are. Every bit of a team that you would want—they're um, grateful um, and and accountable uh, employees—and and, and they're, they're, they they make my life easy. I get to eliminate the low-level tasks out of my life, and I get to focus on the high ROI stuff—the stuff that allows me to go find and underwrite deals and bring uh, bring them to investors that are looking for passive income.
1: It's funny because I use a couple. Um, um, I have a friend who's Filipina, and she, um, she's actually uh, uh, with the wife of a of a business partner that I own a bunch of business with businesses with Bob Burnett, and uh, they have a team in the Philippines, and it's pretty amazing the value that you can get and how educated the people in the Philippines are, for for what you're getting, and 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 I found them to be very reliable, very, and they're working you know when if they're going to work uh you know 8 to 5 9 to 5 our time they're working overnight right and yep. they they're and they're great it's just it's amazing and they're they're grateful to have the the opportunity so there's a, a little shout out to the philippines uh um uh, virtual workers or whatever we would call them so um okay so you know you have a unique twist to that because a lot of people that are doing short term rentals or they're looking for other people's money you know, it's it's they're trying to get somebody to that wants to earn a little interest on their money. There might be some upside on the backside, but but they're trying to get the partner out, like you know, in 18 months or 36 months or whatever it is. I like that you keep the partner in because like when we show somebody infinite banking and I show them assets, they gotta stay in. There's gotta be some cash flow that's generated to keep on building their their bank, right? Um, it's funny because I went back, I used to explain to people how banks worked and, and it's, you know, in a, in a very simple form. And I started going back to that recently because I I, I get, you know, you, it's sometimes you, you explain things and it's so simple that you think, oh, are people really, is that really impactful? does Does everybody know that? And I start off and I say, you know, here are the players in the play. You have the depositor. You have the owner of the bank, not your buddy that works at the bank, the owner of the bank, and you have the borrower. So you go down and you deposit money at the bank. And then I always ask this question, is that an asset or a liability to the bank? And what does every consumer in the world say? They say it's an it's asset.
2: They say it's an asset, yeah.
1: Right, but you know that a deposit is a liability, Absolutely. right? And Absolutely. and And so, but we've been trained in our brains as consumers to say an asset or a deposit is as an asset, but the bank knows they haven't made any money with that money, you know, and they have to give it back to you with a little bit of interest whenever you want. So they have to put it make in the motion. money by
2: lending it to you. Yeah. they, yeah, make, they So make the money.
1: loan is the asset. If we're sitting in a board meeting for a bank and I own part of a bank in South Dakota, um, is we'd be talking about the loan portfolio, yep. you know, um, how's our loans doing right. So- I mean, that's it. Cause those are our assets, right? So you know, the bank is taking somebody else's money and they're making a big, depending on the the year and how much they have to pay the deposit or everything else, they're making a big multiple regardless with other people's money. So they know how to use other people's money. But in in short-term rental and some other syndication stuff, you're getting you're getting a much higher return longer term than than the bank would ever share with you, obviously. <laughs> so Uh, Because you're being like you said, an equity partner. So the owner always profits, right? If you lease a car, you can't tell me you're going to lease the car for less than if you went and bought it because you're leasing it from the owner. The owner would never lease it to you for less than they have in it. So that doesn't make any sense. Yes, your payments lower. You just don't realize you're you're paying all the depreciation, right? So I like that model. I like that it's longer term. What's your minimum investment
2: for somebody? So, you know, it it all depends, right? It all depends on, on the individual. So if the individual comes to me and says, Hey, I've got, you know, half a million. Well, I reverse engineer that. I know that I've got to put, depending on, on, on where the property is going to be and what, what institution we're using to borrow, um, to finance from, we are either going to get, this isn't like your typical home where you're going to be able to put 20% down and finance the other 80%. We're typically having to put 25 or 30% down. So if you give me a half a million number, and I reverse engineer that, say my down payment is gonna be 500,000. I know I can finance the other 75% of that. And so I can buy a property that's worth X. But if you tell me I, I've got 300,000 in, 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 in a down payment, well, cool, then I know that my down payment is or my, my, my total purchase price can now be that. So yeah, um, it, it all depends on the individual. I've had a couple, you know, I've got a list of individuals that wanna put 100,000 in, and um, I, I could, Collaborate these together on a deal. Uh, I just I'm not there yet. Um, we've got enough that that want to do individual deals, and frankly, there's more meat on the bone there for the investor if I get them a deal on their own, right? So, uh, the, the, our our smallest deal so far has been seven hundred and sixty thousand. Our largest has been 1.9 million. Um, you know, I think my sweet spot where I really like to keep it is 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 1.3 to 1.5. Well, obviously, in anything less, but that 1.3 to 1.5 is is the is is a nice target number, depending on on you know. And that's that's speaking of our typical four bedroom, three bathroom home. We do want to start shifting into some experiential properties. So we're looking at one in San Antonio right now that um, is on four and a half acres. It's five bedroom, four bathroom. Um, it's got an outhouse with a pool, and you know that that's a kind of property where we can host some of these real estate masterminds, host engagements, weddings, couples retreats, things of that nature. Where are you know my model is not to get to 100% occupancy. That's not what we want to do. If you're at 100% occupancy, you're not charging enough on your nightly rate. I mean, that's just the bottom line of it. 70% is a good pocket. Um, but even if I can get lower, if I can get to 40, 50% occupancy and hosting one or two of these kinds of events every month, you're going to be cash flowing really well. You're not going to be deteriorating your, your, your property and your asset as much. Uh, and then you know, then you make it, get to make a decision in a couple of years. Have you cash flowed enough? Is there enough built up equity here? Do we make an exit? Do we have enough equity to just refinance, pull some out, go buy another property together? So we're always looking at scale and, and what our other opportunities are.
1: You know the 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 other thing, and we always talk about this, but right now you you touched on inflation earlier, and people have to realize the the eroding what what an eroding factor inflation is, and how devastating inflation really is, and and the only way to keep up with inflation is to have actual assets, not instruments and in Wall Street that are that are eroding every day from inflation, but to have assets because you know look if if they raise interest rates we can raise our prices if they if 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 inflation goes crazy then we'll raise our prices right so um and the value of the asset goes up and so if you think of that compared to wall street and again you have a finance degree so i know that You've studied, you know, the markets, and you were in banking. And people always ask us, you know, like I, I, I was a, a fee-based financial planner for fifteen years, and people would always ask me, you know, what's going on in the market and all this other stuff. And I always thought it was funny because nobody really knows what's going on in the market, and 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 you're gambling. So yeah, I want you to gamble. I'm collecting assets under management. I I charge you a fee. Back in the day, we charged one percent. So it was like, hey, I I can do the math on that. If I have a billion dollars under management, then I'm doing pretty well. Right. So, um, um, this, this is, there's a new game of money now. And if you're, whether you're young or old, it's about cash flow. So, if, if I'm controlling the banking function in my life and I have the only thing that I have to find are things to put my money in and so that's one of the reasons that we do stuff like this for is that we we want to introduce people to ideas and thoughts and you you know some people are going to connect to you some people are going to connect to somebody else they're going to think you're some people are going to think you're the right opportunity or one of the opportunities they should have or somebody else it doesn't matter here's our here's the deal and you find your audience but what i like is it's not a bunch of small little deals that it's kind of like, okay, you know, I put in a hundred grand then I have to wait and you know, how much money am I really making? You know, um, it's somebody that says, Hey, I got some serious money. I got a half a million bucks or I got 5 million bucks or whatever it is. And I want to, I, I want some cash flow from that. And I think mm-hmm. of uh, a successful attorney or a doctor or, you know, things like that, that, uh, or a small business owner that doesn't have time to do it on their own, or they don't want to learn how to do it on their own. Finding a good partner and doing this is kind of creating your own mastermind, really, because you you're, you those strategic alliances I think are so
2: so important. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. And and you know we do we like that cash on cash return that we do. I was, I just did our October um, financial review with one of my investors yesterday, and we've got him a we've got him a sixteen percent year to date uh, cash on cash return, um, and that's not including the. The tax depreciation that we're getting out of that. So all the cash that he's been distributed, he's probably only gonna have to pay taxes on 20 to 25 percent of that. Um, we've got the appreciation of the properties of that property we bought 11 months ago at 1.35 million, um, and it's now worth 1.85 million. So we've appreciated 50,0 000 in, in in less than a year. Um, and we've paid down the the mortgage balance for a year right and we're still early on in that mortgage so majority of that is interest but that's okay it's still the year worth of payments and building towards that that equity right and so when we when we look at the overall picture we're we're, we're really looking at the irr the, the the internal rate of return and that's what's important to us and we're 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 well over 50% when we combine all four of those factors and that's that's it's better than Better than you get in the market. I can tell you for me, I've got zero dollars left in the market. I've sold every stock that I ever had, and it's funny. I was in corporate for 21 years, and and the dirtiest secret that they just don't want you to know that they don't tell you is your full your act. Not just your IRA, not the IRA that you've got, you got total control of, but your active 401k. You can actually take that, move that to a self directed IRA. While you're still actively investing in it, you can move it to a self-directed IRA and buy real estate with that money. Yeah. So I was kind of playing with some numbers. I was thinking about our call-, call today, and I was playing with some numbers. Right. Over the course of yeah, I mean, you see it more than I do. What What's the average over the course of thirty five or forty years of somebody's corporate career? What's the average amount of money that they invest just out of their own pocket into a four hundred one k not not the not the contribution match, just themselves is five hundred thousand. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah, and and if you think about that over the course of forty years, I start when I'm 22 years old. I retire at 62, well, maybe 65 is the right number now. What is that gonna What's that gonna be about? Maybe if if it if it like performs really really well, what is it? 1.8, 1.9 million when you're done? Maybe, yeah, maybe. All right, you can be five hundred thousand dollars on on a real estate in, in a real estate you know transaction or or, or, or approach. I'm probably going to turn five hundred thousand into about, if I don't turn it into ten million over the course of forty years, I'm going to be pretty disappointed in myself, right? Yeah, that's that's the power of real estate. I think they and why? I mean, banks are smarter than everybody, right? They know if they lock you into that four hundred one k, you got to stay working for them, and that's okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not not saying that's bad. I did it for 21 years. It's okay. It's not a bad thing, but you're right. When you take control of that other side of that investment side, the passive, you know, this will remain my day-to-day income, but then I got this passive income side that I can, you know, really take control over that. Yeah. I mean, your retirement, my dad, my dad retired in January and I'm watching this guy count pennies and boy, I don't, you know, that's not fun. And I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to see people do that. I I live in
1: um, Southwest Florida, so it's you know the there's so many retired people down here. It's it's incredible, and I see the difference, Quad. I see people that um, are counting pennies, and I see people that are living abundantly. And I could tell you in my neighborhood, um, the ones that are complaining about the price of food or the dues or the assessment or whatever at the end of the year, they 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 have their money in a traditional investments like Wall Street but here's the thing that i always ask three people people three questions and, th- and these aren't questions about qualified plans but they but it pertains to qualified plans number 1 are taxes going up or down they're going up right it's just math they have to go up <laughs> yeah. number 2 the dollars that are in your pocket are they worth more today or in the future yes. less yeah the, i mean they're worth less in the future right yeah and less the in the third, future yeah, the, more, it, yeah. the third question is would you rather pay tax on the seed or on the harvest Of course, the seed. The seed. Well, a a traditional 401k or IRA violates all three of those answers that are really quick and easy. Everybody answers them the same way. So why would you put your money in there? And and so the thing is, is that you would never invest in real estate and not understand the tax consequences. But the government won't tell you how much they're going to tax you when you take that money out in the future 30, 40 years from now. That's crazy. Nobody would do that if they understood it because the reason that a bank is the most profitable business in the world is because they control other people's money control and they use and control the money now you can use and control the money if you're in real estate and you're buying cash flowing assets and you can do it in so much short period of time what if you could in five or ten years like you said all, and and the other thing is, is that if you had this million dollars, two million dollars, whatever, using the Monte Carlo method, you can only take out between three and four percent to have a um, uh, to have a 92 percent chance of not running out of money, which means that you have a dollar right mm-hmm. after 25 years. So you can let's say you take three percent out three percent off of two million. Are you kidding? Right. Give. It, like you said, if I put money in real estate and I had $10 million of real estate over that time, what would my cash flow be? It would be a big multiple of what somebody in Wall Street is going to get. So why don't more people do it? It's because they don't know what to do. That's and right. that's where people or, like or you come in.
2: Or have the time. Or have the time, exactly. Or they don't have the time, right? So how, how can somebody not-
1: get information about your uh, company and your firm and your opportunities?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, real simple is to follow me on LinkedIn, you know, uh, haven't been very active on there, but we are going to kick that up on Instagram. I'm at Fouad Bazzi, my name underscore Airbnb. Um, you can also find my link tree. It's linktr.ee slash uh, F-O-U-B-N-B. Awesome. Awesome you know,
1: over the next three years, you see lots of growth. I mean, obviously you guys have grown and you're finding the right properties and you know how to do that. And, and that's, that's really cool. So I I hope everybody that's listening will, will, um, uh, think about short-term rental and reach out and educate yourself a little bit, um, and, uh, and see if this is right for you, because if you're putting your money in wall street, I'm telling you, you got to do something else. Um, so for what, I always ask everybody kind of at the end, um, if God came down from heaven and said you could only retain the knowledge that you've gotten from one book, what would that book be? I
2: hate to only give one. I want to give two. But okay, go it. no, give two. Then give, I give two. two? Yeah. So and, and because I think it's really important. So so the 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 one for 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 the financial side and the money side is really simply well any robert kiyosaki book but for me the most impactful one is the cash flow quadrant right it was i i was an employee for 21 years and for those not familiar a real simple summary of that you got a you got the quadrant the four sides you got the e is the employee the S is a self employed where you're still basically an employee, but you're running your own business now. You move that to a B, you're now a business owner where you fired yourself, you removed yourself, you put in a CEO to run that thing, and you're able to work on the business, not in the business. And then you got the I, the investment. So, what I love about the short term rental space is I run a business, I'm in the B on top of the I, the investment space. It's the McDonald's model, right? Invest in real estate, have a business running on top of it that cash flows and pays for it. The other one that I think is really important, and although I have a daughter, I had two boys first. It's Boys Adrift, um, and that book, uh, that 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 really shaped. Me as a father, um, and it and it really opened my eyes to the things that I needed to pay attention to in the world and all the different circumstances. But I think it's really important to be in tune with being a good spouse, a good father, a good son, a good brother, a good friend, and all that thing to align with being a good business owner. Because if you if, if any of those components are off it bleeds i mean it bleeds into your business it bleeds into the other facets of your life and i think it's really important to 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 really align all of those those factors i my core values i live by h p l t health peace love and travel and i i, I everything i do it's it, it's all based on those four things and so um I, I, those are my two books awesome you know what what book that i think of Kisaki's that
1: um i think it's a bad title and so people don't read it younger people don't read it um, is second chance. And, um, I think it's an excellent book. And, and I don't want to say it's a bad title, but I mean, I think the title is misleading because that's a book that a lot of people have never read because they think, well, I don't need a second chance. Right. And, but there's so much in that book, uh, that is, it, you know, and cash flow quadrants in there. I mean, all of the, all, there's a lot of stuff in that book and uh, a lot of his principles, But again, what I love about the message of Kiyosaki is, you know, if you think that if you want to be a financial slave, then, yeah, stay in Wall Street, stay in those systems and just give somebody else your money. Put all the pressure on them to perform and then you'll give somebody else your money. But but here's the answer. This is the sales pitch of every single person like that is what do you have? Where is it? Oh, I can do so much better than that. Right. That's their sales pitch. But their answer to every single thing that you talk about is give me your money hey i want to retire early okay give me your money hey i want to diversify okay give me your money it's it's that's the only answer that they have is give me your money and i'll give you the fancy plan that doesn't mean anything and then we'll hope together well hope's not a financial strategy and 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 i love what you're doing because you know, I love the principles that you live by. I love that what you're trying to do and trying to help people.
2: Anything that that we missed? Any famous last words, flood Yeah. I mean, I just just to expound on that last statement that you made or that last, you know, is I am saying, give me your money, but in return, I'm also giving you assets. I'm not just going to guarantee your return. I'm not going to guarantee your return. I'm not going to just say, here's a, a percentage. I'm going to give you assets and those assets, it's what's going to create that generational wealth for you and whether it's with me or with somebody else that's that's my lasting word for somebody is go buy assets, go own assets, things that are, you know, over the course of time, You don't listen to the freaking headlines. Don't listen to all that crap. You know, interest rates are 7.75%. Yeah. Well, inflation is 10. And right. you know what that means? That means the bank is actually giving you that spread 2.25% to take money and go do something with it. So you're actually beating inflation by borrowing, even at today's rates. Don't listen to that crap, guys, educate yourself, take control of it, over the course of time, if you look at where real estate was 50, 60 years ago, that's a really good predictor of where real estate is gonna be in 50, 60 years from now. So buy assets, whether it's with me, whether it's with you. If you come into my link tree, you can schedule a consultation with me. I'm glad to just give you 15 minutes to say, hey guys, here's other ways to do it. My way may not be the right way for you. It's okay, it's all right. It's the beauty of real estate. There's, like you said, apartment buildings, multifamily, you know, flipping, whatever it is just just really take control and there's there's so many opportunities for you guys to do that. Well, I think we could talk about this probably all day long, but my like yeah. I said my my
1: podcast people tell me don't go over 30 minutes and I I think we're right under 30 minutes right this second. So, uh I'm going to thank you for your time and thanks for your sharing and your passion um and I I wish you nothing but success and abundance in the future and we're going to we're going to end this the way we always do with the incredible words of Earl Nightingale and the, and the strangest secret. Take it away, Earl. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now, let me
0: say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth-building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.